Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Puma Podcast. Hey there! I'm Siege Tantenko Malolos, Puma Podcast. Cool life update. We recently got to be on stage at Here For It, the Philippines' first podcast festival held in Glorieta Activity Center. Thank you so much to all of you who came to our live panel and meet and greet. And if you didn't get to be there, here's our live panel with our friend, Liu Mangubat of the Colonial Department Podcast. Let me introduce my co-panelists. First up, you have my co-host. She's a historian, and she is also the former research assistant of Carlos Celdran. Everybody give it up for Sab Schnabel! Hello, Glorieta! It's nice to see you. And then with us today, we also have someone who is a veteran of the Philippine publishing industry. He hosts the podcast, The Colonial Department. Everybody, let's welcome this amazing storyteller, Leo Mangubat. Hi, Leo. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Oh my God, super excited to be part of this. Yeah. Yeah, hello, hello. we're so we're so glad to be here. So our podcasts have been friends for the past few years, and part of since pandemic times, since yeah. pandemic, oh. oh, and part of what our connection is based on is enjoy na enjoy kami to learn and discover um, history stories, and also learn with our listeners. So what we're doing today is a game of bet you didn't know. And that is, uh, we'll share stories from Pinoy history na baka, baka lang naman, most likely, probably, wala sa inyong araling panlipunan classes nung nasa school pa tayo. So, Leo, anong wow. unang kwento mo? Talaga yung, yung guest panelist yung mauna, no? <laughs> But this one, I think, wala, wala talaga siya ata sa mga social studies, or history textbooks nung high school ako na medyo matagal-tagal na rin no but uh, i discovered this maybe a year ago nakita ko sa new york times meron ring oral history sa university of uh, new mexico uh, did you know that there was actually a mexican fighter pilot squadron who fought in the philippines during world war 2 so yeah i mean The, the roots of Mexico in the Philippines go way back, di ba? Siyempre, nandun yung galleon trade, tapos pinapangasawaan tayo ng, ng, gov- eh, ng, 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 ng Nueva España, yung vice royalty. But this is really that point in history when the destinies of Mexico and the Philippines talaga nagkita. Because, you know, Mexico declared war on Germany, and then what they did was that they sent 300 men to train in Texas, tapos after that, pinadala sila sa, sa Manila in 1945 to help liberate the Philippines from the Japanese. So yun, they flew 57 missions, they lost 5 men, so 
thank you, uh, Mexico. And it is really, it's, it's a story that very, very little people know about. There's, there's a really good book out right now about it if you want to learn more. Nice. So, yun ang round one ko. Round one. Muchas gracias sa Mexico. Sab, what's your story? Alright, it's October. So, it's spooky season. Yeah. So, I want everybody to get into a spooky state of mind. Ooh. It was once upon a 1593. This was still the Elizabethan times in the West. And we were still in the colonial period in the Philippines. And then one night, a governor general was assassinated by Chinese pirates. And the people who were meant to guard him outside were the Guardia Civil. But it was late, and one of them got kind of sleepy and dizzy, so he fell asleep. And he woke up in the middle of a plaza he had never been before. As in, he woke up in the Plaza Mayor of Mexico. This man was named Gil Perez, and nobody knows how he got there. There are all sorts of sources that talk about a Filipino in a Guardia Civil outfit showing up on October 24, 1593. And he came saying, no, I promise, I'm from the Philippines, I'm from the Philippines. The governor general was just assassinated. But how could he know? because the ship from the Philippines hadn't come yet. And so, some people say it was teleportation. Some people say it was alien abduction. But what I have to say is that it's a great story to tell. Our first ever X-Files episode. Yeah, X-Files Philippines! Ay, nabutan niyo pa ba yung X-Files? Sorry. Ay, syempre, nabutan niyo. Ano yan? Mulder and Scully, the original OTP. Yeah, OTP, Scully. Okay, 90s kids, let's go. Sa akin, ang story ko, may kinalaman niyo. Oo, so yung akin, alam niyo ba, the way that our colonizers wrote about us during the Spanish colonial period, medyo laugh trip sila. Paano, paano? So, when the Spaniards wrote about us, parang nagbabasa ng cartoon. So, Antonio de Morga, the lieutenant general at the time, wrote a history of the Philippines. And then he said, Filipinos are so strange. When they eat food, they know the fish is ready when it's rotten and stinky. And, you know, Jose Rizal was not going to stand for this. So Jose Rizal annotated Antonio de Morga's history. And then he said, actually, bagoong yun. Bagoong lang, guys. Bagoong lang. Relax, relax. Ganyan talaga yan. And another instance is that when the friars wrote about the Chinese rebellion against the Spanish in 1602, you know, you mentioned Chinese pirates, there was also a revolt of Chinese settlers living in the Philippines against the Spanish. And natalo sila, di ba? Sinugpo sila ng mga Espanyol. But how did the Spanish people write about it? They didn't say that they were defeated by guns. They didn't say they were defeated by cannon fire. Ang sabi ng mga Castilla, Saint Francis of Assisi came down with a flaming sword and he vanquished the enemy. Amen, amen. It happened, di ba? Parang Game of Thrones. Pero bakit bakit ganon yung pagkasulat? Ang nagsulat nong ay 
Franciscan friar. So, patron saint nila si Saint Francis. Yeah, medyo props to your patron saint, di ba? Yeah, oh, right. give all the grace to them. <laughs> yes, okay. Next round. Ano pa ang hindi natin alam? Okay, sige. Ito medyo timely kasi kaka-gold uh, lang natin sa Asian Games, di ba? Yes. Go Brownlee! Yun. <laughs> um, but, uh, in, an, in a multiverse, di ba? In another universe out there, uh, kung nanonood kayo ng Loki, baka, napa, baka napadpad siya rito, uh, basketball would not have become the national sport, or the so-called, sorry, the unofficial national sport of the Philippines. It would have been baseball. We were huge in baseball back in the 1900s when the Americans came. As in, there was a league called the Manila League, and there were four teams. Uh, there was an army team, a marines team, and then there was a civilian team na bawal, uh, all whites lang. Tapos may all Filipino team na medyo hindi, na, you would expect kasi syempre, katututo lang natin ng baseball, di ba? Hindi naman tayo, hindi naman talaga likas na sport sa atin. But uh, there were many historical, there were many newspaper articles that said that, that praised the brownies. They called them the brownies kasi nga brown skin eh. So ganun nga, ganun talaga yung, nung panahon yun. The brownies actually held their own against the Philippines. And you know, um, it, it, it was so big that Manila Carnival, the Manila Carnival grounds where the baseball games were held, was later transformed into Rizal Memorial Stadium. And to open that, you know, Babe Ruth, the most legendary baseball player in history, went to the Philippines and did, a, you know, did an exhibition. Wow. wow! Babe Ruth came to the Philippines. Yeah, and, and there's always the question, but naging basketball? Diba? But naging basketball si Now, there's so many theories, but I think one of the things that, uh, that uh, I read sa mga papers was that baseball kasi requires fields eh. Kaya yung mga dating church plaza nung panahon, naging baseball field nung dumating yung mga Amerikano. The thing was, sobrang naging rapid yung urbanization ng Manila na nawala yung mga fields. So, a more urban sport took over, which is basketball. And of course, by that time, yung NCAA was already becoming huge na. So, a new breed of athletes entranced the Philippines. Kaya, baseball medyo naglaylo na, and basketball became our unofficial national sport. Pero underdog pa rin tayo na nananalo at yes, the time, so which is yes, a very yes. Filipino thing. Yes, Thank very you, Filipino, Leo. yes. Sa, baseball. Oo nga. <laughs> okay, well, some of you might know that the Marcoses were obsessed with the number seven. Obsessed, so obsessed that they even changed the martial law proclamation date from September 23 to September 21 just because it was divisible by seven. But did you know that the folk arts theater was built in 77 days? This structure was built in 77 days because Imelda said, Leandro! I need to have a venue for the Miss Universe pageant of 1974 hosted by Bob Barker. And so they built this thing. They fabricated all of these pieces and they brought them all down EDSA. Fabricated just so they would fit under each of the bridges. And they put that folk arts theater together so that it could open on the seventh day of the seventh month of 1974 and everything was perfect for Miss Universe 1974 hosted by Bob Barker. Nice. 
Numerology. Oh, oh, oh. May, ano, meron, may obsession. Pa, yeah, parang yeah, conspiracy yeah. theorist. Yeah. Talaga itong... <laughs> mga ano mo, ha? mga storya mo ngayon. Medyo It's October, we're spooky season! <laughs> oh, oh. Well, multo din naman yun. So, <laughs> so oh, minumulto tayo ng ating uh, past. Oh, we're stuck in a time loop. Ghosts of the past. History repeats itself. Pero ako, may kwento naman is pagkain <laughs> ulit. Uh, did you know that Kilawin is over a thousand years old? So the earliest archaeological evidence of Kilawin in the Philippines uh, was found in the Balangay excavation in Butuan. At nakahanap sila doon ng pirapirasong mga prutas, pirapirasong uh, gulay, pirapirasong mga buto-buto. And they could tell that uh, these had been chopped up very finely and cooked in an acid. Diba? So we've been doing this for over a thousand years. So every time mag-iinom kayo and yun ang pulutan nyo. Respect. Uh, ano ya? Uh, this is cultural heritage. Yes. Okay. Sabay tagay. Uh, ay, cultural heritage din ang tagay. Ayaw nga pala. Yeah. Oh. We just did an episode on yes, this. Yes, we just uh, did an episode on the history of gin and there's actually a rich history around tagay culture as well. Um, one last round. Leo, what's your story? Okay, ito yung last history tidbit. Actually, medyo nasa history books na siya, pero medyo naging personal. Kasi I have, a, my, my family name is Mangubat. And syempre, when I was growing up, nakarinig na lahat ng tukso about my family name. Hindi lang ako, pati yung mga kapatid ko, yung mga tito ko. Basta lahat kami, ganun. Tapos parang nagtataka kami, Eh, an- ano nga ba? San ba nanggaling yan, di ba? I, I, my family traced the roots to Batangas. And in Tagalog, di ba, Mangubat is like man jungle, di ba? Ano, they, they say na there were some readings na Mangubat is uh, from Visayan and it means warrior. So, medyo nakaka-proud. But anyway, sabi ko, san ba talaga nanggaling apelido na yan? And then, as you know, many of Filipino family names are actually very recent. They came from a book called the Catalogo de Alphabetica Apellidos. And it was issued in 1849 where family names were picked out from a list and given to you. So sabi ko, okay, well, possibly naman na I came from a line of warrior princess, diba? That's the fantasy. Or possibly rin na binigay ng Castilla sa, sa ninuno ko yung, pang, yung apellido ng Mangubat. And... So, it's like that. Like, when you're trying to search for your family history, maybe the first place to start is that book with the red cover na andun ba yung pangalan ko? Kasi most likely, baka nakuha ko yung families. And I think family names are a very uh, Western ano, thing. Um, before the Spanish arrived, family names were very fluid in the Filipinos. Like, magkapatid kayo, magkaiba yung apelido nyo. Nung, nung panahon ng mga Kastila, di ba? So, it was, it was really... But after that uh, family name decree of Governor General Francisco Narciso Claveria, yun na naging that uh, naging set na tayo sa importance of family names. And your family names, I I doubt though, na nasa Schnabel. No, Schnabel is not Schnabel. in the in the book. No, Schnabel means beak in German. Yeah, ako naman tantengko most likely um, aniyan eh pinaghalo-halong Chinese names. So ang mga uh, ancestors ko naman, ang sinabi sa kanila, uh, usually three names yan, di ba? Pinagdidikit-dikit nila. So, Tan is most likely the clan name. So, this is the Tan clan. 
Teng is the generation name, meaning, uh, oh, kunwari, magkakapatid tayo, lahat tayo of the Teng generation. And then Ko means uh, grandsons. So, marami tayong mga names that actually have Chinese origins na hindi natin alam na Chinese pala sila. So, even names like Bizon, Tuason, Hizon, these are all Chinese origin last names. Fun fact! Sab, what's your... Bet well, you didn't know. Well, we went for this one. This one, no, 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 no. Scary, but no scary. No, no, no. This one. No, this one. I know you don't know, because I'm gonna go personal also and tell you guys a story from my past. And this is the story of my grandmother, who makes the worst empanadas in the Philippines. But here's the thing: those empanadas saved the Philippines. Because in World War II, my grandmother was a Girl Scout. So she was one of the many, many Girl Scouts who worked in the resistance movement. And at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday, if she got a call, if the phone rang, she would have to write all the headlines of the day into a small piece of paper and wrap it up into an empanada. So you gotta love my grandmother's empanadas, man. Sipag, sipag. Lasang papel, pero... Yeah. <laughs> Kaya siya lasang papel. <laughs> They're Sorry amazing. Po. Yeah, amazing. And related to Sab's story, my last kwento is also related to the Girl Scouts. Uh, sino dito sa grade school? Meron kayong picture ng mga Filipino heroes tapos nandun, Jose Fayanes Escoda, founder of the Girl Scouts. Yes, oh. Okay, okay. Sino dito nakahawak ng 1,000 peso bill bago ayusin? Yung ano, ayan, di ba si Josefa Yanis Escoda nandoon? Uh, Josefa Yanis Escoda is often labeled as uh, founder of the Girl Scouts of the Philippines. It's true, but she was also a World War II war hero. So Josefa Yanis Escoda organized the Girl Scouts to help in the guerrilla movement against the Japanese. And so what they would do was, similar to what Sabs Lola did, merong cafe si Josefa Llanes Escoda. Yung pagkain doon, sila nagsusupply sa camp ng mga POWs. They would put food inside, they would put uh, food uh, messages inside the food. And then that would smuggle messages to the POWs inside. So there's really so much to learn about our history. So and tayo tayo as history podcasters, yun talaga yung joy. Uh, we love sharing these stories because in creating the episodes, we also discover uh, these stories. So for our wonderful guests here who might love history but have never heard our podcasts before, Sab, Leo, what's a good episode to start with? Um, I think the, a good episode Jin, to start. Jin. Start with the gin episode. No. Um, actually, my favorite episode to start with is I like big boats and I cannot lie. And that is the Balangay episode. And they actually sing that line. Yes, we do. Episode. We do sing that. We sing a lot, actually. I won't sing now, I promise. Um, but I really like I like big boats and I cannot lie because it drives home the point that our history goes all the way back past 1521 past when the Spanish came and showed us that we had a lot of technology, we had a lot of things to be proud of. We were voyagers, we were warriors, and we were incredible people. And I think that's one of the greatest stories we've told. 
What about you, Leo? Where do they start with the Colonial Department? Frustrated history major ako, kaya naisip kong unang pangalan is the History Department. Pero medyo boring, so ginawa ko nalang Colonial Department because, you know, for, for many, many hundreds of years, we were under colonial occupation. And one of the uh, most little talked about colonial occupations that we had was the British occupation. Kasi dalawang taon lang naman eh. Medyo, ano, panandalian lang talaga. Parang dumaan lang sila. May sana tayo. Uh, dumaan lang sila, nag-iwan ng curry, mga gano'n. And but, gin. And gin, yes. Uh, but um, what I discovered, I, I want to do more episodes on British occupation, but what I discovered was that uh, the British East India Company actually didn't want to invade Manila kasi may parang side trade sila na nangyayari from India to to Manila and it was being run by Armenians because bawal yung mga puti to trade with Manila kasi magagalit yung mga Kastila. So that's the basis of one of my most listened to episodes. It's called British East India Company Manila Branch. So yeah, Ooh. check that out. Nice. So, we're gonna go to our last question of this thing. Last question. We're here with this amazing community of Filipino podcast listeners. You guys are all awesome. You're so second floor. Yeah. We love you guys. What's the best part of doing history podcasts and being part of this awesome community? I have in my um, like little special box of things a little drawing of one of these little girls who listened to our Fantastic Filipina series. So if um, you listen to WhatsApp, we have the Fantastic Filipina series about Fantastic Filipinas, five amazing Filipino women. And she wrote that she wanted to be like one of them when she grew up. And she drew a little picture of her favorite Fedel Mundo. And I look at that every day when I want to do Aww. something like this, that's what I'm doing it for. Aww. So sweet. Nice, what about nice. you? Well, my community is really small, so thank you guys for inviting me to join you. Kasi sobrang, wow, what an honor talaga to be with you guys. But I think for me personally, what I think me and Sab talked about this, what really keeps us doing history podcasts, which is a very small niche topic, black hole talaga siya. You're reading a book on, on Spanish history and biglang about the fur trade. And then you, you see another reference there somewhere. And biglang, may fur trade pala sa Pilipinas. You didn't know that. And parang, basta lahat ng black holes na mahahanda mo sa history, dun ka talaga babagsak. And it's so fun. It's the best. That's awesome. Ako naman, uh, this is a story not directly tied to WhatsApp, but to another podcast that our company, Puma Podcast, does. We have a podcast called Bago Ang Lahat, which tells the stories of Filipino leaders like Jovito Salonga, Washington Sisip. And uh, we just found out earlier this week that Curator Coffee and Cocktails in Makati City, their owner created drinks inspired by that podcast and so you can go there and you can order the Washington Seasip cocktail you can order the Jovito Salonga cocktail and I think that's really the beauty of history podcasts it's taking something that we might have missed in our grade school days and making it come alive and reclaiming our identity and celebrating our unique culture as Filipinos. So once again, check out WhatsApp Araling Panlipunan Rebooted. Check out the Colonial Department. Thank you so much to the organizers of Here For It Podcast Festival. Thank you to Anima for having us. And please do visit our podcast booth over there in the back. We have freebies. 
We have tote bags, and you can go discover a podcast today. Maraming salamat, Glorieta! Mabuhay kayo! You just heard a live recording of our panel at Here For It, the podcast festival brought to you by Anima Podcasts, Globe, Spotify, and the Pod Network. If you thought this was fun, tell a friend who loves nerdy history facts about this podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.